Hey mama, welcome to the Raw Mom Life Podcast, where we talk about the rawness of motherhood and marriage, from mental health to habits and everything in between, all with vulnerable talk to allow you the space to know you're not the only one. My name is Amber Wilford, mama to three girls, just doing my best every day, even if my best looks different every day. Get ready to laugh and sometimes cry, but always with a good cup of coffee. Let's go. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Raw Mom Life podcast. Let's talk today about how you know when it's time to seek professional help for your kiddos. It is really hard to know, and this is very case-by-case basis. I'm speaking as a mom with experience in getting her kids professional help. I am not speaking as a professional. I will just put that out there, okay? I always just speak based on my experiences. I'll let you know if I'm an expert in something. This, not so much. Just a mom, not just, a mom who has experienced getting each of her children help for different reasons. My oldest two have anxiety and different types of anxiety, and that's why I say for different things. My oldest really struggled with falling asleep. There was a lot of anxiety that came up for her at night, and eventually we just knew that she wasn't getting the sleep at night that she needed and that we needed some help getting her those tools to be able to fall asleep. And to see if there were other things going on with her anxiety that they could maybe attack or, you know, learn those coping skills for how to deal with it um, if it was bothering her during the day and things like that. So it had gone on for off and on for a handful of months. And then it got to a point where it was like a few times a week she would really struggle to fall asleep. And we knew it was time for her to get some additional tools. She started therapy actually, was it during the pandemic? I feel like it was during the pandemic. I can't remember. But she went to therapy for probably about nine months to a year uh, where fairly regularly at first it was every couple of weeks you know and when you start therapy you make an appointment with somebody the first meeting maybe two depending on the kid is with the parents and the therapist and and the child just getting to know the situation Um, and then after a while it was just monthly to kind of keep that relationship going with her therapist And then it just got to the point where we had the tools that we needed to help her sleep at night and it was just time to take a break. She hasn't been back to therapy since. Not that she doesn't have anxiety anymore, but she has more tools now to help her sleep at night. But she still uses some of those tools when she can't sleep. For example, one of those things is changing locations. So if she's in her bed kind of tossing and turning, can't sleep, and actually my middle daughter uses this too, they'll sleep on the floor. They'll just move, make a bed on the floor and do that. One time I actually caught one of my kids sleeping in their closet. They had made a bed in there, and you know, whatever works. My husband uses this technique too. If he is really struggling and can't sleep, he'll move locations. It might be from like a bed to the floor. It could be from a couch to a different bed. It could be from a bed to a couch. Whatever works for you or your kid like that's just a good sleeping tip if you're dealing with some anxiety just moving locations really helps so that was her uh, my 
middle daughter is just like her daddy who experienced anxiety as a kid but didn't really know that or you know when we were growing up it was just so different right like it wasn't as common to go and get mental health help but he saw some of the same anxious traits in our middle daughter that he used to have and so really she and and my oldest started therapy at about the same time for really different reasons two different clinics two different therapists because that's what we could find at the time and it worked it was great we found great therapists my middle daughter still goes to therapy occasionally she's doing fairly well too but she's one of those kiddos that she struggles hard with being imperfect and like to the point of she is so anxiety ridden from it Uh, she has some other things going on too that, you know, she's a very private person and so I'm not going to share everything, but she just deals with anxiety on a day-to-day basis. And a a big one that we had noticed was that perfectionism trait and trying to help her learn to accept herself for who she is, love herself for who she is, and trying to, to battle those inner thoughts, getting the tools that she needed for that. And so I, I think because one really needed it at the time it just it made sense like we're gonna just have them both go and get these tools that we need so that was helpful and a lot of you know my story with my youngest who (laughs) funny story when she was a little bit younger a few years ago actually when the big girl started therapy we we joked about how like well two out of three isn't bad (laughs) Carmen seems like she's gonna be okay and not need therapy and in fact probably has anxiety the worst (laughs) Um, but she has other issues too as you all know just those big emotions and some sensory issues sensory sensitivities that one when I look back she she had had some big emotions and some sensory sensitivities all her life nothing so major that it was a cause for concern in my own eyes and maybe that's you know because I wasn't an objective pair of eyes in the situation but it wasn't until I mean I remember plenty of times with her being a toddler and me like wanting to pull my hair out but I don't know maybe that's just that's just toddlers too at the same time (laughs) um but it was about March of 2022 when things just escalated out of control really in the matter of she all of a sudden had no pants that were comfortable which led to no underwear which led to no socks and no shoes and no shirts and her hair getting brushed and her teeth getting brushed it was like it went from barely there to like over the top she couldn't wear anything without crying we cried every morning that spring it was It was really, really hard. And because she also is such a big feeler and has those big, 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 big emotions, it was a struggle for all of us. And I knew that I just needed help. And she needed help that I couldn't give her anymore. And and my husband too, of course. I had contacted her teacher 
just to see like, is this going on in school? This is what's going on in home. I was just, I remember crying to her teacher and her teacher was just so sweet and just reassuring me that I'm a good mom and we're going to get her the help she needs and here's what I'm going to do at school and why don't you think about getting some OT eval done and and so then I contacted her doctor to get a recommendation and a reference for an OT clinic to get an eval done and then we got that eval done I think it was April she started OT that June and you know the OT eval was really surprising for me because not only did she have these big emotions and sensory issues that I knew about but she was behind on a lot of things like balance and strength and so it was like her brain was just always in overdrive trying to to balance all of these things and so OT has been absolutely wonderful for us she will probably graduate this fall so those are just those are my experiences as a mom with my three kids and your kids might look totally different from any of the things that I just said or you might relate to some of the things that I just said I think a good place to start is to trust your gut and if you as a mom feel like you don't know how to help your daughter or son then trust that trust that gut instinct can you talk to your daughter or son's teacher or daycare provider? They might be still in daycare to see if there's any irregularities going on and just explain what you're seeing right at home and what you're dealing with. And then you could have a conversation with your physician. That's also another good resource for you. I will say that Dr. Google is not your friend, right? There are so many resources out there, which is a blessing and a curse, really. It's a blessing because you can have the encouragement that you're not alone. It's a blessing in that you can gain some use of some tools and maybe that's all you need. But if that's not enough, it is okay to look into professional help. And the thing is too, I'll tell you, when uh, Carmen started OT, we also started mental health therapy not long after that, just I was like, let's cover all our bases. I was desperate. I was really, really low. And we quit after like four sessions. Number one, I didn't really care for her therapist. And number two, she was learning a lot of the same things in OT. And so it felt silly to be paying for both. But we tried it, right? We tried it and we walked away and that's okay. It is worth trying. It doesn't mean it has to be forever. But even if you get six months of getting extra tools like that is so great if you have a child who is under five I stress this all the time if you have an early childhood family education program at your schools take advantage of that because that helped me a ton when they were little little and of course you know when we were going through everything they were in elementary school so it was a little bit different but it doesn't have to be an all-time low for you to seek out help and I also know that like getting that extra help is expensive and that's why I'm saying like, you know, talk to your teacher or your doctor and maybe they have some resources too. And again, I just want to reiterate, these are my experiences. I am not a professional. And if you feel like you just don't know if you need help, but you don't know how to help your child, like that is a gut instinct to just trust yourself to look into it, right? I will say too that the one thing that has made me so grateful for for getting him into therapy when they were young is it has normalized it in our house. Like 
Carmen loves going to OT. And it isn't like this completely awful thing like, you're going to therapy, what's wrong with you? Kind of the way it was when we were younger. And and it still can be with certain people, but it is just normalized getting mental health help as much as it has, you know, getting physical health help. It's just, it's normal around here, right? Come here. How much do you love OT? So much. Has it been so helpful for you? Yes. Yeah? Today, Carmen wore shorts with the underwear lining in it. And I'll tell you what, I never thought she would get in those again. But she did it. She is wearing things now that she would not have touched a year ago. Not even thought about it. What do you want me to say? About you wearing your tights today? Mm-hmm. Today she was wearing those shorts with underwear in it. So she forgot to bring extra underwear to put on when we went to ballet. And I was like, well, okay, you can do it. You know, it's just an hour. Just your tights and leotard. You'll be okay. And she did it. She did it. There were no tears. And a year ago she would have not even thought to do that. Because it was a struggle to get her to wear tights, right? Yeah, you've come a long way, haven't you? Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. It was worth getting that extra help, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. If you can't hear her, she's saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and dazing. Earth to Carmen. <laughs> if you have any questions, reach out. I'm always here. But again, you know, hitting up those professional people like teachers and doctors uh, is a really, really great resource for you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Raw Mom Life podcast. If you love anything you heard today, share it with some family or a friend who might resonate with it as well. I love to hang out on Instagram, so come find me over there for some more laughs and maybe a few tears as well, but always a good cup of coffee. Mama, I appreciate you and never forget, you are never alone.